I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always has some really important warnings for us. Hey, Vicki. Hi, Patty. So, Patty, we've talked a lot about identity theft and how crooks try to get our personal information in order to scam us. And one of the ways they do this is to simply buy it. All of our information is out there on the dark web and scammers know how to access it. Oh my gosh. You know, that's really frightening that con artists and scammers can just get our information and purchase it. I wonder how much it costs. Well, I just read an article that answers that question. Apparently, our personal information is worth about $1,010. And that includes certain things. Credit card information goes for anywhere from $17 to $120, probably depending on how many accounts you have. Online banking login information would cost you $65. A hacked Facebook account, $45. A Visa with the PIN, $20, pretty cheap. A stolen PayPal account, $20. And this is interesting, hacked web and entertainment services like Uber and Netflix will go for up to $40. Oh, my gosh. So a lot of items are pretty cheap. It's interesting to learn the kinds of data that scammers want to get. And apparently, the price depends on what kind of data it is and the level of supply and demand, just like a market. And the most common way of buying this data, apparently, is through Bitcom and Western Union, our old favorite, Western Union. Oh, yeah. And so uh, once the data is purchased, what do the scammers do with it? Well, as we've talked about before, scammers will obtain our names, addresses, social security numbers to perform identity theft and maybe open credit cards and loans in our name. Some will use banking information to just access our accounts and drain our accounts. And others want personal information to get things like free health care, apply for government benefits, file tax returns, or, and this is kind of interesting, obtain things like a medical license to use in one of their scams. The reasons for getting this data are varied. Well, no wonder scammers are willing to pay for our personal information. They can make a lot of money off of what they purchase. Absolutely. And I want to mention another very common way that scammers get our personal information if they don't want to buy it. And that's through our mail. And I know I've talked about this before, but I mention it again because mail theft really is at an all-time high. We're hearing about that a lot. And whether the mail is incoming, outgoing, or mail that we might toss out, it can be a goldmine for identity thieves. So things like mailboxes, recycling bins, garbage cans, and dumpsters are a great place for picking up sensitive personal information that thieves can use themselves or sometimes sell to the highest bidder. And let me give you an example of how this might work, how they might use information that they would find, for example, in a dumpster. Let's say that you didn't shred a bank statement and you just tossed it away with the envelope showing the bank that it had come from. And maybe you also tossed out your phone bill. So you might get a phone call and it might start off with, hello, is this Mrs. Jane Smith that I'm speaking with? Well, yes, it is. 
well, this is Roberta from ABC Bank, and I'm in the fraud department, and we have detected some fraudulent activity on your bank account ending in the numbers one, two, three, four. But before I go any further, I really need to make sure that I know who I am talking to and that I identify you correctly. So we do have your banking account information, but could you also please give us your social security number so we can verify that you are truly the person that is on this account? And there you go. So they have figured out how to get additional information. Now they have all of the information they need to do some real damage. You know, and they're so slick with how they trick people. It's interesting. I was cleaning out my garage last weekend and I have a garbage bag filled with mail that has different credit card offers and all kinds of things that could be used by a hacker. And I was tempted just to get rid of it and just throw it in my garbage bin. But I kept it until I have access to a shredder. They have a shredding day somewhere because I know you and Dayton have talked before about how important it is to always shred your personal information because they look for things like names, addresses, fake account numbers, even labels on pill bottles. Yeah. So how can we protect ourselves, Vicki? Well, the AARP Fraud Watch Network, which I often quote, gives some very, very good tips. First of all, create strong and unique passwords or passphrases for each online account that you have. So I use sentences and sometimes a line in a song that I like. And AARP also suggests using a password manager like Dashline, Bitwarden, and 1Password. Hmm. I'm assuming that so if a scammer accesses one account, they can't get into all of your accounts. That's exactly right. You should have a different password for all of your accounts. What a job. Also, they suggested that you set up online access to your financial accounts, and that way you can monitor your daily transactions and you can quickly recognize any fraudulent activity rather than waiting for your monthly statement. So another tip they gave was to set up two-factor authentication on every online account that might offer it. So this requires you to enter a password that you will receive by phone, text, or email to verify that it's really you. Right. So I guess knowing that can help us to have patience because it is annoying. I find it very annoying when you want to quickly log in and then you have to wait for the two-factor authorization. But it's very, very important to protect ourselves from fraud. What about requesting free credit reports from the three credit bureaus? That too. That's an excellent idea. You can go to annualcreditreport.com, annualcreditreport.com, all one word, to get free reports from Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion to see if anyone has tried to get credit in your name. And since the start of the pandemic, these agencies have actually offered free weekly online reports. So you don't have to pay for this. And you can actually, every three months, get a free report from one of the three reporting agencies. So go from one to another to another and get a report. And also consider placing a fraud alert on your account because this requires creditors to verify that you are the one adding new accounts or altering existing accounts. There is a lot of work to keep ourselves safe from scammers these days, Vicki. So true. So true. But if it keeps us safe from having our identity stolen, believe me, it is worth it. 
that can be a nightmare. And it sometimes takes months, if not years of effort to untangle that particular mess. I have spoken with a number of people who have had their identity stolen, and it is a complete nightmare and it can go on forever. So maybe just taking a few precautions, even though they're time consuming, it's probably worth it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. They've even done entire movies on people who've had to live through that nightmare where their identity is stolen, that people don't really believe it, and they end up actually, you know, kind of going bankrupt. So if someone does have their identity stolen, if they're a victim of identity fraud, what should they do? Well, AARP once again advises us to go to identitytheft.gov for a personalized recovery plan. And if you go there, they will take you step by step by step from filing a police report to contacting all of your credit card companies and your banking information. They will take you step by step through everything that you should do to try and safeguard yourself if your identity has been stolen. And for additional support, you can go to AARP Fraud Watch Network Helpline at 1-877-908-3360. So there really are good ways to get help. Right. Thank you, Vicki. That was great information as always. And do you have any good news for us today? Well, I do. And on the subject of the uh, black market and how you can actually get some of this information if you're a scammer, this is hot off the presses from the Department of Justice. The headline is Criminal Marketplace Disrupted in International Cyber Operation. And this is dated Wednesday, April the 5th. So very recently, there was a black market called Genesis Market. And this was a criminal online marketplace that sold usernames and passwords for emails, bank accounts, social medias, and most of these usernames and passwords had been stolen from malware-infected computers around the world. So it was a huge organization giving out username and passwords to crooks. And the Justice Department announced a coordinated international operation against Genesis Market, where they basically dismantled the marketplace, arrested many of its users around the world. So they shut this particular avenue down for scammers to get information from Genesis Market. And I will quote something from our Attorney General, Merrick Garland. He said, working across 45 of our FBI field offices and alongside our international partners. So this was a huge operation. The Justice Department has launched an unprecedented takedown of a major criminal marketplace that enabled cyber criminals to victimize individuals, businesses, and governments around the world our seizures of Genesis Market should serve as a warning to cyber criminals who operate or use these criminal marketplaces. The Justice Department and our international partners will shut down your illegal activities, find you, and bring you to justice. So sometimes these black markets can be stopped. That's really good news. It sounds like a legitimate business. Who would even know what it was? Crooks know how to do it, and they know how to access these criminal marketplaces and pull up all of this information that they can use to scam us. 
Wow. Big business, Patty. It's big business. It is big business. It's just so unfathomable sometimes for me to realize this is just not somebody in their garage sneaking around. This is big, big corporations and businesses that are pulling off these scams. It's hard to wrap your head around it because I'm sure long, long ago, it started out in somebody's garage. Right. Once they realized how profitable this kind of thing could be, then it turned into criminal enterprises, criminal organizations. Right. So Vicki, if somebody wants to talk to you personally, either to ask you about a specific scam, or if they want to be on our show to share their story to warn others, how would they get a hold of you? I'm happy to give you my fraud hotline. It's 1-805-568-2442. Great, Vicki. I know that you're always willing to talk to people and I know everybody is very appreciative. I thank you so much. And also, please feel free to visit our YouTube channel. If you want to binge watch Scam Squad, make sure you're up to date on all these scams. Thank you, Patty.